welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast, where you'll get the inspiration and information you need to have great outdoor adventures with your family. I'm Rob, your host. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. In today's episode, I chat with my good friends, Rich and Grace Parks. And Rich and Grace are great parents, uh, you know, really fantastic friends. But more importantly, um, you know, for our podcast, they have lived a life RVing, uh, and they've done it both as sort of their main lifestyle and also as a way to sort of, you know, supplement a more permanent lifestyle in a home. So today they share some fantastic stories, some great tips and tricks. If RVing has ever, you know, been anything that you've been interested in, uh, you won't want to miss today's episode. It is a great conversation. Now, before we start, uh, just a few housekeeping things. If you could please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. And if you like it, uh, you know, leave it a good review. Finally, if your kids are interested in outdoor and survival skills, then check out our online academy. So Wilder Outdoors Academy teaches in-person classes here in the Twin Cities, but we've put all of our content online. And so right now for just $20, you can get access to seven courses. That's just over 50 video lessons in everything from knot tying to uh, we have something on firecraft. We have survival shelters, land navigation. Uh, we have something called uh, DIY gear, which is basically things that you can make as a family to you know, support your outdoor adventures or to prepare for you know, a camping trip or even in a survival situation. So really, really great content. Uh, you can get that for just $20 by going to www.wilderoutdooracademy.com. That's wilderoutdooracademy.com. So with that, let's start today's episode. Hi, everyone. Today I have with me my friends, uh, Rich and Grace Parks. And Rich and Grace are fantastic for so many reasons. Um, they're amazing parents, amazing in every area of their lives, uh, especially the ones that, that I interact with them in. Uh, but what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of their journey in the outdoors, especially as it relates to um, RV traveling. So, uh, Rich and Grace, thanks for joining me today. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Rob. Yeah. All right. So I I know you guys really well, but um, you know, for the folks listening, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family. Yeah. So go ahead, babe. You want to? You go for it. <laughs> Uh, I'm more on the the chill introverted side, and Richie is a little bit more on the Just way little... more on the extroverted side. Uh, he knows I hate to talk, and so um, I think um, one thing I really love about our family is that uh, we don't mind getting dirty and having fun and yeah. being outside or inside and, and being, just yeah. being really intentional. Yes, about getting outside. Even this week, we've just moved recently and we have a new home and out back is like a ravine out the back gate. And so the boys, we were down there weed whacking and checking stuff out. We're hoping to build a zip line across this woodsy area. And so. Or just letting the kids build things like, like one of our kids built, um, just took two boards and nailed them together so he could reach high enough to get uh, a rope across a, a branch so he could swing high. <laughs> so they did it. He, he got it done. It's so. just fun. And, and just seeing the, the accomplishment in their faces is a lot of fun to see. Yeah. And nature does that. It creates that ability for them to accomplish things yeah. and, and be really proud of it. And we love that. So we have four kids. Mm -hmm. So just to say it from uh, 16 down to seven. Mm -hmm. And where are you guys at right now? We are in Kansas city, 
Missouri, uh, kind of South Kansas City, Grandview area. And uh, so we we used to be in Minnesota with Rob, and we, we miss it. It's wonderful outdoors area in Minnesota. Really amazing city for that. Uh, but Kansas City, we're finding the different things. We're close to two lakes here near us, and uh, we've caught some fish thanks to Rob teaching us his ways yeah. with some of the kids. <laughs> um, Salem, I think, has caught the most. He yeah. loves He's our seven-year-old. Oh, so. yeah. That's awesome. Now, and you guys are not from Minnesota, right? Originally, where, where are you guys from? So I'm, I'm from the East Coast. I was born up in Michigan and then raised in Pennsylvania and North Carolina. And Richie is born and raised from New Mexico. The land of enchantment. Wow. Yeah, I grew up I grew up near a lot of outdoors. So that kind of, I grew up in a really small town. And the place to go in my town was Pizza Hut. That's about all we had, a little, <laughs> little bitty town. And so, but I grew up in the uh, Southern Rockies, right on the border of Colorado. So me and my friends, all we would do is go hike and camp in the plateaus and then, and then go up to Colorado and hike into lakes and the mountains and camp and uh, fish. And, and so that's, that's like my best memories. And I grew up barefoot um, playing in the the Creek uh, with Amish kids. And um, let's see. And then my family was very big on getting outside and eating food and being by rivers and um, tubing down them and singing and having funs like that. Yes. That's awesome. Well, and so then the next question, right, is like, how did you guys meet? You're on different ends of the country. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We met at uh, an internship in Garden Valley, Texas. Yeah. So we We met in the middle. Texas is where (laughs) we met up. And then we traveled, actually. Yes. Which is part of our story, I think, that adds to the outdoor side, but yeah, yes. the RVing side specifically. Yes. Right. And so what, what was the internship? What were you traveling? How, how did that all come together? So it was a leadership training internship and, um, we both ended up, uh, staying on for another year, which travels and does youth events. And so that kind of got in under our skin to travel because we had little tastes of different cities throughout the United States and, um, Ever since that year, we've always had, I would call them itchy feet, ready to go and explore and be excited about different things. It was in our blood. Yeah. And just to say it, I grew up in Aztec, New Mexico, my little hometown, uh, all of my life. My parents still live in the same house. So when we go to visit, I see the same home I grew up in all my life. So I didn't really travel until this time, whenever I met Grace. and, And we lived on a bus with 40 other people, our peers. And we all had different roles. So when we landed at the new event, we would do our role. So Grace ran huge video screens and, and video cameras. And, and I dealt with, you know, crowd control and merchandise and things like that. So, but we traveled and got to see a lot of the country. It was awesome. Yes. That's wild. So who is, I know, I know the answer to this, but I want to know just, you know, for our listeners, who is driving the bus? (laughs) That was me. <laughs> she was one of the drivers. Yes. 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 Yeah. That was quite the experience. <laughs> Better her than me. I'm a pretty crazy driver. Actually, a lot of people really enjoyed my driving because they felt like they could sleep. And then it might be because I'm I'm pretty chill. She is. She's and I a good wasn't driver. whipping everybody around. So, but we had, had lots of experiences. Lots of fun. Yeah. We would drive through the night because we had beds on the bus. So yes. she did a good job. Yes. Nice. Now you didn't grow up driving vehicles that big, right, Grace? Correct. No, I, yeah, just being a part of the internship, it was one of, because of how old I was, I was able to take the test and I passed it the first time. 
I yeah, think. The CDL test. Yep. And, um, and so they, they just needed drivers at that time and, and I went for it. Yeah. I don't wow. think, I don't think they asked me cause they knew I was a crazy. Driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm older than you. Oh, that's true. She is. Yeah. <laughs> not by much. So. Yeah. So how, how do you learn to do that? Like, that's not a skill you just kind of, you know, pick up in an afternoon. Well, um, I practiced a little bit with school buses. So being a part of this internship, we were also um, shuttling people from the airport to the campus. And so the school buses actually were quite easy to drive, in, in my opinion, just easier than an air brakes bus. And so, um, so there was some practice and they, we lived on like dirt roads and I think that that's probably where I started and then just kind of expanded from there. And then when the need came up, um, I felt comfortable enough to, to pursue it. Yeah. And the, and the bus she drove on the road with our team was an air brakes bus. So it's kind of like more complicated, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, but that's, that's how you got into it. And that was part of the internship. So, and, and, you know, I ask that because I've seen, I've at least seen riches driving with some bigger vehicles and I'm always impressed because I think, man, how, how could I do that? Um, you know, and, and I think rich at one point I asked you that and you just said, well, just experience you you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fishing, Rob, like you fit like fish (laughs) enough, man. If I fish the Rob way enough, I'm going to catch a lot of fish, you know? So (laughs) Yeah, you're yeah. you're very kind. No, I'm um, serious, man. I love it. Well, if you'll recall that that day, you had to back the boat in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's I was right. actually going to say, Richie's really good at backing up trailers. Yeah, you got a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. Because speaking of RVing, we we had we had two trailers, two different seasons, and one was a 31 footer, and then our one that we actually bought that was a friend's trailer for the first time we were on the road. The second time was a 36 footer with four slides. So you just, and it was a pool behind our big truck and mm-hmm. that's, our truck was a really long truck. So it kind of extended the length of everything. So you just kind of learn to back stuff up and try not to hit everything. Yeah. So you, you didn't start doing this stuff until you started doing it, right? Like it was correct, just out of necessity. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, the lesson I hear from that is if you're thinking about doing this sort of thing, like just do it yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we okay. had good friends that 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 helped us out. Just kind of taught me the the, the pointers. Kind of like you know, like with anything, you know, you learn the pointers and you go for it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and we had um, our good friends that that let us use their trailer. It was kind of like um, I don't know, they they're like entrepreneurial where they buy yeah. and sell stuff all the time. So it wasn't like super high price, expensive trailer, but it was fun to be able to try it with something like that for the first time. Um, so if something happened, it wasn't like a huge expense, but like, then you also discovered what you needed and what you really wanted to invest in when you did, um, go down that road to buy an RV. Yep. For sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit, um, just in terms of your story. So now I know a lot of that was when, when you had kids, but let's, let's bridge the gap a little bit. So you were traveling. You know, you're doing your crazy things that we do when we're young, driving a bus with 40 people, you're hosting events. And then at some point, boom, you have kids and you're, you're traveling again. What, what happened in between? Oh man. We got married. (laughs) Yeah, We got got married and we were always kind of on the move even after that. Cause when we got married, we had just been traveling. We had already been traveling. And so 
we moved to, gosh, we, we've been a lot of places. So we moved to Michigan's first Michigan and then to New New Mexico, New Mexico, then to Colorado, then to Minnesota. And then from Minnesota on the road, we traveled all over, uh, mostly at seven states. And then we did hit China and Hawaii in the midst of that too. Yes. Yep. On a, like we went on a mission trip to China and then Richie spoke in Hawaii. So lots of traveling, but lots yep. of moving around. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, in fact, at one point I was trying to sign up to work with Delta and you have to put where you've lived over the last, what was it? 10, 10 years. Yeah. And they literally ran out of slots because you you had to put it. If you'd been there more than thirty days, you had to put it. And they ran out of slots, so I didn't get the job. Like I, they couldn't verify. Bear, bear <laughs> That's how bad it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all right, so you you moved a lot, and when when did you start RVing? Like specifically, like when when did that start? So you went from you know being on a bus. When did you hop in an RV and say, okay, let's do this as not part of our like job life? Gosh, we got married in t- 2001 and we started RVing in 2006. Mm-hmm. So four or five. It was right after Minnesota. It was after our season, in Minnesota first season. Yeah. And and God, I think and, it, yeah, go ahead, Rob. I was gonna say, so like, what was that like? What started that? You know, what what was the experience like of starting to RV? I think that one of the things that comes to my mind is just, you know, just listing all the places that we've been, we knew that, that we are in a season of being transient. And so we wanted to create a space that, that felt like home and that was consistent for the kids. Yeah. And so like they had their bed, they had their toys, they had their space. We had our bed, we had our toys, we had our space. (laughs) And so that it was just creating something that if, if we were going to be you know, mobile and transient that we wanted it to be a consistent, safe, um, dry space for our family. Yeah. And then, and then also, you know, you're in about 400 square feet. So this is where really the outdoors comes in because it would push us outside. And we lived really simple. We did not, a lot of people hear of our, our RVing life and they're like, Oh, you guys were vacationing. No, actually we weren't in vacation mode hardly at all during that. But at the same time, if you do it well, it can feel like family togetherness. So like we spent a season uh, near Glacier National Park and we landed for three weeks. What we thought was going to be three weeks turned into a month and a half. And I remember every day I had intentional time with uh, with the crew and we would go outside and spend time with daddy in nature time mm-hmm. almost every day. And it gave Grace a break and, um, and it was a really sweet time. And so it kind of pushed us outside and, and created... And yeah, and you also had the family time. Yeah, you also still were trying to work and yeah, I was working on the, the family run. and things like that. I do so. digital work, so I could yeah. kind of do it on the fly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was going to ask about. You know, I think a lot of people dream about things, and the thing that holds them back is I think they don't have a path to make the rest of life work for it. You know, whether it's RVing or traveling or, you know, living in the country, who knows what, like, I think everybody dreams about something, but it's the path forward that gets really murky. Right. So you guys were living this lifestyle together on the road, in the outdoors. What other pieces did you put in place to make that possible? Gosh, I, you know, probably the one word that comes to my mind, Rob, because that's a, that's a good way to frame it is, I can think back and still have the feelings come up when I think about it of fear. Like you, you, you do get like, Oh, 
it, it, it takes courage. And so for us, there was value. There was high value in what we were choosing to do. Cause we've done two, se- we've done multiple seasons of transition, but every time we do a transition, there's high value that comes with it. And so like, even in 2001, we have a little pop-up camper now and we did a big trip, 6,500 miles, 36 days. Cause we, we homes, we homeschooled at the time. And there was, it was a big trip, big plan, planning process. Uh, not super easy per se. We did it really simply, but it, it takes some planning, but there was high, high value to it for us, for our kids. And we hit like six national parks and spent time at the ocean on the beach from our trailer, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we really highly value that in life um, mm-hmm. is that, that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was two years ago, right? Yeah. Two years ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you, so you said, you know, you homeschool your kids. Um, and Rich, you mentioned having digital work. How did you come around or, you know, come upon that? Yeah. So, you know, over the years, it just, uh, that, that I just learned how to do uh, digital work, web, web design, graphics design, things like that. And so this was really a point of tension, but it could be cool because there's so many things you can make money on right now um, on the run or digitally um, more than ever before. And, it, and it's actually not super hard to find yes. work that way. Like even remote work is way more than COVID now. Like we were pre, we were already doing the, doing it before COVID, but now even more so there's lots of remote jobs. And so the biggest thing is the internet. Now internet's better back then. It was a little bit tougher. So Verizon was like really the only way to go. And so that was probably the biggest linchpin was internet. And I remember we had T-Mobile for a time and I couldn't, I'd have to go to a coffee shop because our T-Mobile wouldn't work for hot spotting. So eventually, I remember we got to North Carolina and I was so frustrated. We were on the interstate, full bars, full everything, got off our RV park right off the interstate and it dropped. Everything went off. And I was like, ah. So I literally drove down to Verizon that day and uh, and got it because I knew they were like the best nationwide. And so, um, so anyway, internet's critical to that type of lifestyle. Now you have, you know, Starlink and others, but. Mm-hmm. So you were using hotspots. I was, yeah. So I literally remember I had a business meeting. We were near Glacier again. This is a different time. And I was outside with my beanie on. It was summer, but it was in the morning and it was cold. And I'm meeting with these clients out of Houston, Texas, and they're just burning up and it's a video call. And I have the trees behind me and the water, the river running behind me. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just remember they were... You know, like, it wasn't a filter. It wasn't a filter. It was real. You know? <laughs> so uh, it was just beautiful that I could work from literally almost anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So you were saying that first, um, you know, the, the first time you had living out of an RV was sort of a season of being on the road. Where, where all did you live? Where did you go? How long were you there? Tell me about that. Yeah, you go for it, man. So the first season, that was the trailer that we borrowed from friends. And um, we went across the north. We I wouldn't recommend this again. <laughs> but we went across the north. A lot of ice storms. Really. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, the northwest. And so, um, but let's see. You did Portland. Yeah. And- Richie's the detailed guy, so he'll remember all the names. In the yeah, time. so we did Portland. And Portland has this really, this to get there from Minnesota is where we're coming from. There's this huge icy path. And so we almost didn't make it through that. Literally, we at one point we had to pull off at a casino. We were stuck there for days and our entire car was 
encased in ice. Yeah, and we, we literally slid down the hill next to a semi. So make sure it, you check the, the times of year. That was our very first time <laughs> on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Portland and then then we cruised across and, and I went all the way through New Mexico, saw my family, our family, but went to North Carolina because Gracie's niece had passed away from leukemia. So we served them for a time. Yeah. In North Carolina. And, and just to say, I think that one thing I do love about um, the the experience is the freedom that, that we had to go and be there with my family. Um, yeah. Just that, that they had journeyed through, through, um, like I think it was about nine months with Sadie who had, uh, who had leukemia and just to be able to show up for them and to take our home and to go there and to be there with them was a gift. And so surprise, like surprises show up in the midst of, um, RV, RV life that, yep. that you didn't expect. And I think we've, as a family have even talked about the, you know, that that we would want to be led by the Lord to, um, maybe come and show up in situations where we can bring relief. And so that was a gift to be able to do that. Yeah. It, it yep. you know, interrupted, you know, quote unquote, what, what we, where we were headed, but, but it was such a gift for all of us to be able to go and do that. Yeah. To have the means to do it too. Yeah. And that was in nature. I mean, North Carolina, we were kind of, yes. we moved multiple times. We followed them. They actually went to places and yep. were able to land near them in the woods. And right. that was really cool. Yeah. So New Mexico, North Carolina, um, North Carolina, uh, South Dakota, Yeah, I'm trying to think of where else. And then back to Minnesota. Yep. So that was the first round yep. um, with our trailer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there was a lot of connection in your RVing life. I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, Michelle and I struggle with when we think about, you know, something like maybe moving to the country or whatever, we always think like, oh man, that's going to break relationships. But it sounds like for you, it actually helped you connect more deeply with a lot of the relationships you already had. Is that right? Very, very much so. Yeah. New and old, like, um, yeah, we met a lot of amazing people too that were new. But yeah, old John. Really. We talk about John. Yeah, John in Portland. So in Portland, yeah, he was having heart. He had to live in within a certain distance of the hospital, um, and he his wife actually lived like three hours away. But he had to be close for a a, a heart transplant, and so we were with him during that whole time. And he we became really close friends with him. He had no other friends in the RV part. You know, like he we became his family. And, uh, and it was just literally, we all cried when we left. It was, you know, it was a really sweet relationship built there. And then, um, Amarillo, we went through Texas. I forgot we stayed in Amarillo. Yeah. So new friends, old friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good point, Rob. Yeah. A lot of connections with people and, and the kids too. And like, there was one boy in Montana that his parents were, you know, on drugs and the grandparents were trying to take care of him. And our kids got to love on him and yeah, just a really, really sweet connections. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, right. So that was your, your time that was, you know, meant to be sort of more transient. You know, when when I met you guys, you had been living in one place for a long time, um, but you would still sort of from that hub or that home do RVing adventures. What was that like? (laughs) <laughs> tons of fun yeah it is fun i think it is it is really important what do you say we'd like to, to we have a base we eventually realized like okay for the kids 
having a, a home. We actually have really good friends right now, the Johnson family, and they, Kurt is a traveling nurse and they've been doing it for two years now. I think they just had the anniversary. They've passed by us multiple times. They actually lived at Bethany in Minnesota where we were at, the campus where we lived. Um, they came through uh, last summer, not this summer, but last summer and, and lived for like a month and a half. So they're they're living this right now. They have three kids and they are traveling all over. They just got back to North Carolina mm -hmm. from Florida. And, uh, and so, but, but their, their kids are still younger. Like ours were, there was a point where we we're like, we need to land and have a hub, like you mentioned. And, but out of that, um, finding adventure, you know, we love going on adventures and there's just something like, like, I, I just think about like when we were at Yosemite on our trip and it was just these massive, majestic landscapes and you're there as a family and you're doing a hike and. I don't know. There's just something about getting away from the grind of life mm -hmm. and, um, and, and finding peace mm -hmm. out in the woods together. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. And you've, I mean, you'll share it later, but you've, you've certainly shared some of your photos and videos with me and I know you have those online that people can see. Um, what were, I, sorry, I should say, I should lead into this by saying, you know, one of the reasons I think that people don't, another reason that people don't do things like this is they're, they're afraid of what could happen. And so I'm kind of curious, like, what's the scariest thing that's happened to you while you were on the road? Oh, man. I mean, the first thing I think about is when we were, when we were um, borrowing our friend's trailer, one of the tires blew and he was on his own. Um, but, but maybe the icy conditions was the scariest for me. The, the icy conditions was really scary. Cause like literally people were sliding down this mountain pass. Um, and I, that was like really a lot of rejoicing when we got down it, that there is the blown tire, um, which I was in the middle of Nevada. So anybody that's driven in the West, it was kind of like, it happened, and I found out right, and I, I happened to pull off an exit. I was literally all by myself. It was pitch black in the middle of Nevada. I was on an interstate, but it's still like very, no one's out there, you know? And I was like, ah, can I go to the next exit? And it was like next exit, 25 miles or something like that. I was oh, like, no, nah, I'll stop here for the night. Again, I was by myself and um, the kids had flown. This is during the passing of uh, Grace's niece. And so they had flown out there and I was moving the trailer and, I pull off and sure enough, my tire shredded. So if I would have tried to go that to that next exit, I would have been, you know, just stuck out in the middle, <laughs> you know, the, the cactus. Oh that gosh. was pretty scary. And then, and then probably the, the next one I think of, cause it was more recent is our big trip with our little pop-up camper. Actually, we, this is one with navigation. So I'm a navigator, but one of the, because of California fires, the main road to the ocean from Redding, California was kind of cut off or it was way slower. <laughs> and it gave this reroute through this other oh, yeah. thing. And it was like, oh, this is way faster. And I didn't know it, but I, so I took it, the locals would have known, but I didn't ask the locals. So ask locals. Um, and I have done that a lot, but not this time. So I took this road and it literally, no joke. And I've driven over every major mountain pass in America. This was like probably four major mountain passes in one pass. And most people only go up one side and back down the same side or the, on the other side, they'll go up and come back down. But I went over the entire thing. And so our, our wheels were smoking down the last cutback area. And I, our brakes almost went out. 
um, it would have been really bad. And so, but we made it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. But like I pulled off at the at the gas station. I remember the lady's like, you came all the way over. Like it was like a badge of honor that I had made it all the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just look where you're going. You know, ask the questions. And um, so, yeah, those were probably the scary moments yeah. for us. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so there are like some real dangers with doing this, right? Yeah. For, for sure. What would you say, babe? What's, yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you're kind of like fly by the seat of your pants, you probably want to have a planner with you too. Like somebody that's going to look into like the weather, the route, the, um, uh, and then just making sure that the quality of the tires are good. Yeah. <laughs> and things like that. And, just like a check. You know? And even check, like, check. like for us on this, on that trip, they have BLM land. When you go out West, yeah. you have, you know, um, the land management land and it's all free. You can camp anywhere on that land, the Bureau of Land Management land. And there's apps, there's great apps. There's one called Free Roam and it's amazing. And it shows all kinds of stuff, but it shows the BLM land. But just kind of checking, the, that's another piece is where you stop and where you stay. Um, like you some know. Walmarts are okay with it. Some Walmarts are not okay with it. Yeah, you can do like overnighters yeah. at Walmart, Cracker Barrels, things like that. So, so you kind of have to step all the way in the boat um, if you're going to really go for it. But it, I would say, again, it just takes courage. Like we just went for it, did some research, and, and look, you learn as you go and meet people and ask them. And yeah. Wow. So where would you, I mean, so like, let's say someone wanted to do this safely, where would you start going for information? Oh, that's a great question. Um, there's some amazing YouTubers out there. Uh, gosh, I can't think of the names right now. We, we have several that we've followed over the years. Um, life with the winds. Yeah, w Y N N. Now they actually have been selling now for years. So they actually, Went full on selling. Sailing, yeah. Yeah, through the ocean and across different places. But they used to RV full time. So they have a great collection of amazing RV stuff, solar, um, how to travel. Yeah, some of their favorite equipment. Their favorite equipment, things like that. But there's some really great uh, YouTubers. So I'd say even just get on YouTube and, and um, you know search RV lifestyle or things like that. Also, there's some amazing apps. So if you're going to travel like Free Roam, even if you're going on a, a family trip, you know, going somewhere you don't know, Free Roam is great. Um, and there's, and there's always new ones coming out. So I'm, I'm kind of tentative to even throw any out because there's new ones always coming out and you can just kind of search it, but, um, really good resources on YouTube. For sure. Mm -hmm. So let's say someone wanted to get into this, right? Um, obviously you need an RV. (laughs) Um, now what I love is, is you, you borrowed someone's right. But what should someone who wants to start doing this, even just, you know, for sort of like family outings, what should they look for? in an RV? Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. What should they look for? In an RV? I think it really, I, I kind of want to answer that with a, another question. And the question would be, well, well, what traveling or RVing are you doing? Are you doing short term? Are you doing long term? Um, you know, are you planning to go a long distance, a short distance? You know, the, those are some of the things um, that I would ask. But yeah, yeah. What do, do you think? Do you like the breeze blowing through like a pop, like one of those pop-ups or do you like a hard shell just in case you are in a really intense, strong winds that rock the boats? <laughs> yes. You've done that too. So yeah, it's, it is, it is kind of asking some of those questions. Yeah. It really depends on what, I mean, there's some things that are staples for us, like as far as smaller things that we would say everybody should have on them. Yeah. But. And then sometimes just like going for it 
um, on a weekend, you just learn a ton. Yeah. Whether it is local or it is, you know, eight, eight hours away, you just learn a ton from that experience and you just grow confidence in doing it. Yeah. And I, and I would say too, Rob, this is, this might help people is just like us, we borrowed somebody's RV and kind of mixing that with what Grace just said to borrow. Cause we borrowed that RV and went straight on the road. <laughs> but I, I would say like, maybe you, you're, you've talked about it or you've processed it and you're like, Hey, I want a smaller one. Then you find somebody who has a smaller trailer and you borrow it and go to the, down the road to the, the camp area, you know, and, and try it out. And like Grace said, you, you learn a ton and you're like, Oh, I don't want that. Or I want this. And it took us, you know, that first season on the road to know what we did not want in a trailer. Cause the trailer we had, we, we didn't want anything like that on our the second trailer we purchased. It had everything we wanted. Yeah. Um, cause we knew what we didn't want for mm-hmm. our first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, all right. So what I'm hearing then is start, safe and small (laughs) is is that for like right borrow someone's and stay close to home right and then see what it's like see how it feels see what you don't like right yeah Um, you you can even have somebody the person go out with you that's their trailer and be like hey can you show me what it takes yeah you know to set up and whatever you know kind of like when we moved here they encouraged we were encouraged to just rent until we knew what area we would want to be locked into to buy a home but yep. then, but then, like if you think about a trailer, like they, you could sell also sell it, not not, yeah, not you know too difficult to sell those things, and so, um, so yeah, you could always try it out for a while and then sell it and then try something different. True. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were saying, Rich, that you have some essentials, like in terms of things you bring with you. What what would someone want to put on their list for for that? Yeah. So, you know, if we were talking tent camping, that's a whole nother set, which we love tent camping too. Um, but when it comes to like RV life or some type of hard shell or pop-up or, you know, 37 foot or whatever it is. Yeah. I would say one thing, everybody's gonna laugh at this, but we, we love our fold out toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> like it folds out and then you have trail bags, um, that you can use. And I think, And we're speaking from a family perspective, right? So if you don't have a bathroom on board, or maybe it comes with a cassette toilet, we've never really liked the cassette toilet idea. And so the trail bag works really well on top. And it's like a little fold out toilet that feels like a real toilet, but it folds into nothing. And so everything we have goes down into really small, it can, a lot of it can fold up or be in really small spaces. Mm -hmm. What would you say, babe? Is there anything? Yeah, I mean that's nice whether you have an RV or not. Having one of those little fold up. Um, that's what toilet, I'm saying. Toilets, Even with a tent, yeah. you know. You can... But yeah, like if you have a, we had a, a the second RV that we had had four slides, and it's going to be challenging to if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have a bathroom to pull over and try to put all the slides out just to use the bathroom. And so that's where that comes in handy to just pull that out and. Yeah, whether you have a big RV yeah. or a small one, it just and it happened a lot. Like our daughter, you know. Would, pull it out. We put it on the side and she would just sit and go. And then we get back, you know, so it sounds kind of crazy, but that's when you're living simple life like that, it it's like super convenient actually. Yeah. It makes it way better for the kids too. So that's awesome. All right. So get a toilet, <laughs> or a yeah. small toilet with the bags, but like what so, else, what are some other essentials that folks should think about? Yeah. What do you, what do you think of them? I mean, there's all, all the things, all the essentials of, um, depending on like what, like the balancing th- items and the, 
chalks yeah. and the like i'm just trying to think of yeah special I, specifics. I think one thing that's been life-changing for us this is gonna be another funny thing okay. these are really practical things i'm super practical but is the what, what are the crates the the fold-up crates like uh, from Costco? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the, the collapsible. Fo- the collapsible crates, we actually. That is really helpful, yes. Yeah, we created for our big long trip, we created a whole system in our back of our uh, Toyota Sienna pulled pulled that, you know, the, the 6,500 miles. And we had a whole system. And so if a crate was emptied, like say we had food, we had canned food and stuff. And so as we'd go through stuff or shift stuff around, you could collapse a crate, get it out of the way. And, and have more space for other things, you know, because we had winter clothing all the way to summer clothing because the temperature went all over the place in our entire trip. So, you know, having um, modular based packing process is super helpful, Eat, whether you have long or short. Again, if you have a big trailer with slides, you can't always just step. I think people think RV and they think, oh, I can just get right in the RV and go right in and get whatever I want. Well, actually, for us, we had four slides. So whenever you opened the door and went in, like, the slides covered the entire trailer. You had to put out slides to actually get into the trailer. And so it wasn't always easily accessible to get to everything. And um, so, so module modularity in whatever you're doing. Um, a couple of other fun things were the Blackstone grill. So we got a two burner Blackstone grill, which might not sound, might sound like glamping a little bit, but that was amazing. We were at Zion national park up on top of this plateau Zero electric, zero anything. The stars are the brightest I've ever seen them. We literally, the fence for Zion National Park is right there. One of our sons is like breaking through it, constantly going into the park, you know. And and we have the Blackstone and we're able to hook up our little 11 pound propane tank and and make some like legit solid food. Yeah, you know, and you're not cooking like one small item at a time, but you can get your whole meal knocked out really quick. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty big, but it's still also really small. Um, so that was huge. And then we also brought, this might not seem like essential, but we had a, a gas fire pit, which might sound like, oh, come on, Rich, the wood fire. But going to California, you can't do that. So there was lots of places we went to where you could do a gas fire pit. So I remember we landed at the Tetons at one of the campsites right there. We walked down to the water with the fire pit with all of our chairs. The Tetons are just monstrous and staring at us. And we have our little fire pit. It's a cool night sitting in our little camping chairs, just that those things can really make the experience sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I would call them essential in a lot of ways. Some people might not, but I think they pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. All right. So, you know, let's say you got someone like me who's kind of on the edge about something like this. What would you say are the benefits? Like what's, what's your motivating philosophy behind this and what have you seen come out of it oh man wow i'll let grace answer that she's a deep thinker motivating philosophy in regards to like um, like deciding to put your family in a you know in an rv and travel around the country Hmm. we just want to get their um their feet wet you know put the taste in their mouth of that ex- just exploring and experiencing the wonder and beauty of, of creation and, um, you know, and just knowing the effects that creation has on our bodies, just stepping out, uh, getting dirty, um, just how instantly it relieves stress, anxiety, uh, d- just different forms of um, like ADHD, like different things like that. Like people, 
Uh, I, I just know, like, um, I have a good friend named Heather that, um, that I think you guys probably heard of if you listen mm-hmm. to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> who it really was really helpful to have another friend that just got, you know, outside with you and we would hike together with friends, but that my mood would shift instantly. Like I, maybe I was having a hard time with the kids and we would get outside and, and just having somebody else there that's like, okay, we're going hiking too. And, and it, it just shifts the mood. And so I know that, um, that there's so many things that the kids can turn to these days, but yeah. getting them excited about getting out in, in nature and creation and enjoying it and exploring and, um, just just gazing at something that is way more massive and glorious than than you imagine and and how it affects you and, yeah, and it just kind of like gets you excited about it and you you can't get enough you want to yeah, keep going pulling them away from technology and things like that one thing i would say because because if i were you rob i'd be like well i do that here i go i go to the boundary waters i get out every day and go fishing you know over bush like whatever so you can do that in where you're at. So I think, yes, yes, go do it where you're at. The one thing that I would say is a big philosophy for us or part of our philosophy is get it. Cause I grew up in the West and I grew up with big mountains and hiking peaks, 14,000 peaks. And, you know, um, and I saw as we traveled as Grace and I traveled, we saw a lot of different country. And so we, we even ha- have been dreaming. We talked as a family around the table the other night, like going to Europe and backpacking parts of Europe and stuff. And so I think seeing other other types of nature yeah. has been massively influential on in our kids, you know, um, like driving into the middle of Yosemite and they're surrounded by three waterfalls and these peaks that are like hard to describe or a glacier when you're turning, you're up by Logan's pass and it's like, hard to your brain can't comprehend the magnitude and beauty that you're taking in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then you look over and you're hiking and you see this huge herd of, of the, the sheep that are up there, you know, the huge horns and, you know, just, just the amazing things, the bears, you know, the great, like me and Arden were hiking to iceberg Lake where icebergs are floating in August on this Lake, you know, and we're passing, two grizzly bears that are right up the and people are like, Oh my gosh, grizzly. but we had, we had bear spray on us, which is important to have. That's an essential. Um, but, but just the beauty to see just these different environments and different things in nature and just the power, like my son and I, like Arden, our oldest, one of his favorite memories is hiking um, up this trail. I think it's called chaos trail or what, something like that. There's a name for it. Anyway, we hiked up and he, he wanted to hike to the top. We hiked through snow. It was in August. We hiked through snow to get to the top. At the top was these goats. And we literally put our tent at the top and had a 360 view of these ginormous mountains. And we slept there all night. And um, these are things that just, I think, impact them for the rest of their lives in multiple ways and um, are well worth it to us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, you know, Grace, before we, we started this, you had mentioned uh, the book Last Child in the Woods. Just tell folks a little bit about that. Uh, so that was um, a book that I listened through with a friend of mine. We were taking a road trip up to, um, oh, it's up in Duluth some, somewhere. But uh, yeah, we were listening through the book and I was really deeply impacted by the different research that this gentleman did. Um and how the effects that it had on kids in different 
part, different demographics, different parts, like even kids that were, were, you know, really had really challenging backgrounds and came from different backgrounds and different ways of life. And you got, you got them outside and they were totally different people. They were, um, they were imaginative and exploring and excited and in awe and wonder. And, and so, um, the, so his, his whole book is just about even going into a college classroom and showing them pictures of nature decrease their stress. And so it's just story after story after story. And so it just really just hit me again and again and again, why I do this. Not like it's a stress reliever. Yes, it is. But, but also just the, the inspiration of wonder and that there's, there's so much out there to explore and to, to be amazed at. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and just getting up and out of what your normal surroundings are. I think that's a huge part of it too, is, you know, the normal day in and day out that you stepping outside of that and realizing that there's so much more. So, yeah, Yeah, that's wonderful. (laughs) Well, um, I'll include a link to that book along with all the other stuff you mentioned in the show notes. Um, but guys, it's been so great to have you. Thank you. Um, I know that you have some of your adventures posted online. Where can folks find those? Yeah. So, uh, we, we aren't super popular, but we have a YouTube. So that's probably the one place, that we would point you as to our YouTube. And if you uh, search, I think it's under my name. Um, if you search my name, I'm pretty sure that's it. But Richie with two E's. So R-I-C-H-E-E Parks, P-A-R-K-S. If you just put in Richie, probably it'll come up. So, but yeah, there's a lot of our hiking videos um, and fun. And our one of our most recent ones is our big trip. Made a big video of our big trip. So you'll see all kinds of stuff yep. <laughs> about yeah. our family, <laughs> but hikes as well. Yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much. This has been great. Thank, thank you, Thank you Rob. so much, Rob. We love you. <laughs>